Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. I was thinking the other day, have you ever seen Shaft? Ooh, well, that's a good question. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, the, the, yes. I mean, the, the no, film, no, no, the obviously. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have, but it's one of those ones where have I or do I think I have because it's so sort of indelibly imprinted into popular culture, or certainly was yeah. when we were younger. Yeah, because of the song and because it's just a strong image, isn't it? Uh, it's a so I don't know. I, I mean, if you ask me, what's the plot of Shaft? I'm going to say I don't know. He goes around solving crimes. He's um he's a private investigator, a yes. private detective, and he's been employed by a Harlem mobster to get back the daughter, his his uh, the daughter of the Harlem mobster who's been kidnapped by a uh, Italian mafioso mobster. Oh, all in off of New York City. Hmm. So, but I say this like I've watched it, but I ne- I realised the other day because the, the the theme tune came on, which is obviously amazing. Yes. Um, and I've never seen it, and I didn't realise it was a film, and then it became a series. Ah. So it was only one series. I, they were going to recommission it, but they never did. So it was about I don't know seven eight, eight episodes, and he he only ever drives a car in it once. In one no. episode, he walks everywhere. Well, it's New York, isn't it? Yeah, because because he's New York, and he's got that amazing kind of diarial leather jacket on with um, mm. with a, with a, like a lemon roll neck, and I have to say, looks really cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I could, roll neck. honestly, if I could get away with it, I bloody would. If I yeah, could get away well, with I that. Think you could. But the, the 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 jacket was a little bit, in my eyes anyway, a little bit diarial in colour. <laughs> so like an ill poo, <laughs> <laughs> like an ill poo coloured leather jacket. Um, ill on holiday. <laughs> yes, exactly that. It's exactly Unfamiliar that. food. It's very hot. Oh, <laughs> I forgot to say to you, and this has just reminded me. You know my saga with the caterer. The other yes, the other week I forgot there was yeah. one more aspect to the to the saga. When I got to the Airbnb, which I was sharing with the videographer in in Wales, it was like a, a sort of new build house that was just empty, pretty much. And mm. um, all I wanted to do was just have a shower and go to bed because I'd spilt petrol all up my arms and things. <laughs> Been doing that a lot lately. I'll come on to that in a minute. Um, and I realised, Phil, Phil, the videographer, went, oh, um, got a bit of a problem with the towels. I oh. said, okay, what? like what? He said, they've forgotten to give us towels. Oh. And it was like 10 at night, so we couldn't really oh. get any. So I've, I, I foraged around the house, and I, mm. I had to have a full shower and dry myself with a tea towel. <laughs> 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 I did. 
to drive myself in the tea towel. And just the next what? morning, yeah, just one. And the next morning, all I could uh, find was a, a quite a large flannel, I suppose, <laughs> toweling flannel. And again, I drive myself with a large flannel, and it's really quite difficult to do that. It's quite demoralising as well. You've, it feels a bit prison prison spec. Oh dear, that's misery. Yeah. Because and conversely, then, there's nothing greater than an enormous towel, an enormous fresh towel, like in a posh hotel or something. Oh, it's wonderful. And you know there's another five towels around the room that you could draw on if you so needed. It's just like no one ever complains about having too many towels. No. You know when um but you know I I I don't know if I've told you this on a on a Smith and Sniff before, might have been an old video, but uh, went to my friend's house years ago when we were when we were boys at school and having a sleepover around his. And he they had a very old house. I got a towel out of the airing cupboard and went into the bathroom for a shower. And as I got out of the shower, I just sort of whipped open the towel and went straight into the back the back scrub. You know the back sawing away action as I said and unfortunately there was a hornet uh, that had been hibernating in the so I rubbed my back with a hornet (laughs) (laughs) and guess what I got stung Yes. and uh, and it it wasn't again it wasn't the greatest shower experience I've ever had those two are probably yeah in the top five of not great shower experiences well it's a it's a a great episode of would you rather would you rather have to dry yourself with a tea towel or dry yourself with a full-size towel that's got a hornet in it (laughs) because i don't know it's a tricky one that i I don't instinctively know which way i'd go no no because you might take your chances with the hornet i mean what if the hornet turned out to be on the outside of the towel and it would just fall off but then you might tread on it i mean it was also winter so the hornet was extremely docile because it had been yes it it, it, it had been winterizing i don't know what you call it do they hibernate hibernating i don't know do hornets survive a whole winter i don't know what do they they just do in some way otherwise there'd be no more hornets but what do they do well they might lay eggs and die you know, it's like we've got a pond that we, that we in our house. We I like your, I like your it, pond. It was already there, but it has newts in it, which I find delightful, and I yeah. love it. Sort of late spring, you start to see the newts in the pond. But I'm curious, where do the newts go? What are the Bened- newts doing over the winter? I keep meaning to look this up. I'm sure a listener will know. And ben- Benedict, but because I'm far too idle. Yes, they just. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Newts are migratory. It's incredible the yeah. distances they can cover on foot. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like showmen. That's what showmen do. That British showmen. What they live in? They, they go. They go to Spain or or, or Portugal um, in winter because yeah, because there's no need to set all the rides up. So they they send their rides off to be um, to be checked and painted and any renovations and stuff. Mm. A bit like what schools having maintenance done during the summer holidays. And then mm. they just did. Yeah, they go off to Spain or Mallorca. Huh. Or, yeah. In fact, you might have, on your recent holiday to Mallorca, did you, did you chill well, out no, with a load of showmen? Well, no, because it's summer. So, no, oh, yeah, of course, because it's peak time, of course. Peak of course. time. They'd have been setting up somewhere. Coining it. Um, I just want to go back to the shaft, because yeah. I, I think, yeah. well, first of all, it is <clears> one of those things where you sort of go, yeah, what goes on in the shaft? You go, oh, it's, well, you know, he's a guy who goes around sorting shit out. And, but you realise it's, it's just... It, you don't you don't actually know what happens it's almost like what happens in the rest of psycho 
Yes, she gets stabbed in the shower, but what's the rest of that film like? Oh, spoiler alert, Richard. Come on. Almost in by... (laughs) Yes. Those people who've been hanging on 60-odd years going, I won't watch it yet. I'll wait till I've got a bit of quiet time and I'll watch Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho because I've heard it's good. Well, let me tell you, if you watch it in the modern day, it's very slow for the most part. Yes. Um, It's a bit like Bullet. Apart from the car chase, the film is very slow. Yeah. Very slow. Hmm. Um, just well, Shaft. I looked up pacing. the movie, the movie poster of Shaft, yeah. And to my surprise, the uh, the tagline is "Shaft's his name, Shaft's mm. his game." <laughs> and it got me thinking. Hang on. <laughs> and it got me thinking. It got me thinking. Hang on. So this guy is called John Shaft. So that's like me being called Jonathan Shaft. Okay, let's just put it out there. Yeah. My, Which my... I mean, again, if you're going to go down the diarrheal jacket and lemon <laughs> roll neck route why not consider the whole hog what just rename it i mean obviously it does <laughs> it does cause some concerns i don't want to have to rename this podcast shaft and sniff <laughs> <laughs> it, might, no. it might draw a whole different audience and i'll I think be very we, disappointed but um i think the reason this is a good go point the, the theme tune for shaft it always made me laugh because you know the backing vocalists go shaft a lot and then an awful towards lot. the end they just go john shaft it's like that's <laughs> like right in case you were thinking oh i thought you meant steve shaft who works <laughs> in the post mine. office i was oh, thinking right. mine <laughs> mine shaft <laughs> <laughs> sorry i thought you meant a shaft of light but it's glad that you've qualified that it's john shaft good we're on the same page now thank you for that backing vocalists I like the backing vocalist in it. And, but it is just, I love this, back late, it. late clarification. <laughs> it is very late. Shaft, brackets, John. You got a bad mother, shut your mouth. Hey, I was yes, that's that good. Show. That is a really good bit. Really yeah. nice little backing singer retort. But yeah. I, um, yeah, so Shaft's his name, Shaft's his game. And then I thought, okay, well, been watching over the last year or so the John Wick um, films with Keanu Reeves because I do like them mm. and um, I think with my delusional hat on I like the fact that um, the actor who used to be Lovejoy who I've actually just forgotten the name of who's Liam in Shane. it yeah so he's in it isn't he and he plays he's my favourite character in it actually and he um, he he plays the sort of owner of the the Assassin's Hotel and mm. he he always refers to him as Jonathan so, so John, so John Shaft's actually a John, John. John Wick is actually Jonathan Wick. So yeah. I'm thinking, and he, he says, "Oh, Jonathan, what have you done?" Now, in Jonathan that, Wick sounds more like someone who restores furniture. Well, yeah, or Joe Wick's his brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's constantly he just, doing exercise in his living room. Yeah, and then in the background, Jonathan Wick goes by and he's like reloading a rifle or something or putting another <laughs> oh, one those of those. Wick boys. <laughs> They've all got their own things going on. Well, hang on a minute. Is this some subtle suggestion? Now, I, I'm going to have to admit, I've never seen a John Wick film. Um, huh? I just I just haven't. Oh, John Wick, one, John Wick 1 and 2 is very, very good. Where are we up to in the Wick series? Um, four's just come out in the last oh, yeah. three months, I think, four months. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think I saw that on the side of a bus. Um, yeah. So, uh, is this some subtle implication that Ian McShane is Keanu Reeves's dad? 
No, because not, no, not in the show, not in the, not in the film. And I don't mean in real life, but oh. I mean in the show, is the character played by Ian oh. Shane is, is John Wick's dad, which is why he calls him Jonathan, the same way that your parents call you Jonathan, but few other that, people do. That's true. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's exactly it. He does. He, he's quite a not. father figure, actually, in it, when come to think of it. Now, speaking of father figure, in a very tenuous segue, uh, have you yeah. seen that um, Wham! documentary on Netflix yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Disappointing no. lack of cars. I Just to try and desperately keep it on topic. Um, okay. <laughs> but you will enjoy the, the clothes. And actually, the thing that really struck me is how absolutely magnificently leonine George Michael's hair became in the middle 80s. Oh, it was amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely oh, it? incredible. It was. It was like a lion. Just, yeah, you know, you sort of you see a a, a really a big male lion, and you just look at it, you go, "That is the mane is magnificent." Well, George Michael in the eighties, same thing. Hair mane, hair mane. I'd love a really. hair mane. I don't like a lion I'm... mixed with Princess Diana from the same era. Just y- y- incredible. Y- yes, yes. <laughs> but no cars. I was kind of hoping because particularly Andrew Ridgely, a bit of a car guy, used to race cars, didn't he? Did he race Fiestas or something? Was it a Fiesta? Oh, yeah, maybe. I thought he was in that. Do you remember in the 80s there was that Renault 5 Turbo Cup? Ah. One make thing. And I think he was in that. Should we look this up? Yeah, because I know he did a one. I thought it was that Ford Fiesta one make series. But maybe he might have done Renault that as well. 5. Yeah. I don't know if he was a bit crashy, but then that's okay. He, he I it. believe that he was. Oh, hello. There's a whole article. The messy racing career of an ex-WAM superstar. Wow, there's a whole article here. Um, it says that... Oh, yes, here we go. Ridgely, Ridgely caught the racing bug with some Renault 5 UK races in 1985. Caught he, um, he did. And then they split. He went to full-on F3 driver. So, hang on. What when George, so, so, he retired from Wham and instantly started racing Renault 5 GT turbos. There's a fantastic picture here. I'll put this on the Patreon. There's a, there's a picture of Andrew Ridgely upside down in a Renault 5 turbo. <laughs> He's just parked it on the grass against a tyre wall, but the car is upside down. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that he was amazing. I need to, I need to feel like I need to see this. Um, but anyway, that's, but there's no mention of it. They, they, they concentrate. But it's a fabulous documentary. It's, the archive <laughs> is incredible, and it's been really well treated. And, um, well, you know, you yeah. long-time listeners slash watchers of Smith & Sniff will know that we, we both appreciate a bit of um, George Michael. Yes, and wham back catalogue. So um, yeah. we'll we'll do that. So yeah, uh, Jonathan Wick uh, and John Shaft. So there's a lot of Wicks and Shafts going on, aren't there? If you think about <laughs> it, it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Um, what, yeah, what are we no, going to get um, next? What are we going to get next? I mean, I dare to dare to think. Next, John <laughs> will be John Flute. Yeah, exactly. John Wand, hard hitting crime boss. John Wand. <laughs> <laughs> but just for a change in exercise, is he one of those people who spells John J O N N for no apparent reason? Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Can I change the subject? Yeah, please. Just, you want to? Well, just because uh, last week I meant to mention and we sort of forgot the news that Volvo is to stop selling saloons and estates in the UK. Yeah, and will become only. A vendor of SUVs. 
I'm really pissed off about it. Well, yeah, I got the impression you were because I saw you having a bit of a rant on social media. But one thing I wanted to offer you some small crumb of comfort. Hmm. And I've checked this with Volvo, so it is definitely true. Um, you can still get a Volvo saloon or estate, Johnny, but you will have to become a police person. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I've got, there's an official statement about this. Volvo Cars UK will continue to supply saloon and estate authority specification models to our emergency services customers. This includes V60 and V90 together with their cross-country variants and S90. Right, so there's two things here to take home. Mm. One, the police are cool, and this this absolutely um, proves that, because they dig on the big saloon or the estate. Two... If in the future you want a Volvo estate, you're going to have to buy an ex-cop car. Yes. And that's well, going to be cool. Now, I asked this of Volvo because I wanted to find out when those police cars come to the end of their working lives, will they be sent through the auctions as they normally would? <clears throat> or auction. are they going to be exiled from the UK and sent to, I don't know, like Malta or somewhere that's right-hand drive? because Volvo don't want them kicking around. Now, I asked this of Volvo. Um, they said it will vary from force to force, but the um, uh, the guy that I was talking to there is going to double-check and unfortunately didn't have an answer in time for this recording, so we'll maybe catch up on this next week. Because I also wondered, you know, if you buy four years down the line, you buy a really nice V90 leggy, but well-kept, yeah. With some holes drilled in the dashboard. <laughs> I don't think they do that anymore. They? They're a bit better about it now. They're better about you know, it now. There's more cubby holes stuff. in modern cars too. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I think because... So, so apparently all the police stuff comes... There's a specific department. Volvo Car UK Special Vehicles Department does all this work for the police. Because amongst other things, they say... And this, again, is part of their official statement. Authority specification vehicles have high-performance engines alongside lower interior specification, uprated payload capacity and upgraded brakes. These vehicles are not subject to the 112-mile-an-hour speed limiter found in all our other cars. So um, they, 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 you know, there's always, there's always great legends about, oh, police cars are always highly tuned, which is bullshit. They never are, for lots of reasons, not least warranty and stuff. But they do have, you know, within the sort of box of bits available to a car company, they will make them suitable for the job and um this, so um, this, when they say high performance usual. engines they just mean the most powerful engine that you can get in that car they're not like running some kind of tricksy map or hot cams or anything but this um, re- i have to say this really has really boosted my morale good oh, i'm glad i thought it might but, I lo- but well, I like so I'm, I'm just curious though but if you buy your leggy v90 in four years <laughs> time that you know the dealer will still be able to support you if you need it and that um you know these cars aren't sort of dead to Volvo because they are still making and selling them elsewhere. So uh, we'll come back to this next week when hopefully um, uh, Volvo's special vehicles department will be able to confirm exactly what goes on. But uh, as far as I can work out, and until we hear to the contrary, these cars will be released into the wild once the police have finished with them. So you'll be sort of seeing like a 24-plate S90 driving around at some point. And if you're a keen car nerd, you may for a moment go, what? They stopped selling those the year before, and then I, I wonder remember. if the residuals on them will be spookily good. Hmm. I, I, I'm going to say yes, although yeah. it will be difficult to accurately gauge that. What with them being ex-police, but yeah, and also because residuals are all over the shop at the moment, aren't they? It's just they are. although 
I'll tell you off something. a really nice Honda E for 18 grand that's done about 12 miles. Cannot believe it. It's <laughs> Is amazing. that right? Yeah, honestly, if, you, if you're looking for a, an urban EV, look mm. no further, because they're not a cheap car new, 37, no. 38. No. And they aren't selling very well, which is a real shame because they're a beautiful design and they're a great car for many reasons. But, yes, on the second-hand market, Honda E's are a bargain. I think they're really brilliant. Interesting. What is the range on those? I can't remember. 125 WLTP. Um, That's combined. City, a little more. But real world, 110, 115. So it's low. <clears throat> yeah, because that's worse than our E-app. Yeah, it is. And in the winter, that's going to be... I mean, that's just, that is just that is getting into the realms of the inconvenience, isn't it? The amount you have to charge it. I think it is. It is, which is, a real sh- which is why, I, why I really wish they'd do the, the two battery versions, like the Fiat 500e, the, you know, the City yeah. and the Long. Talking of which... I don't know. I mean, just, there must be someone listening who's got a Honda E and is very happy with it. If that's you, write in, send us an email. Hello, yeah, well, sniff.com. Do entitle your email. Oh, do shut up. Yes, I mean, I, I hope I hope so, because I do think it's a fantastic car. And it's a genuinely unique, special experience um, inside it. Oh, hey, um, talking of depreciation, yeah. did you see um, Harry Metcalf uh, last week on Twitter put up a uh, Maserati MC20? for sale at um, Joe Macari, you know, the, the yeah. high-end car dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 2021 car. It's got just over a 1,000 miles on it, and it's lost a 100 grand. It's a 21 plate. Yeah. And it's done how many miles? A 1,000. Mm. So it's sort of delivery mileage-ish, just a well, long delivery. Damn it. I mean, it's barely been used. I bet it smells box fresh. A hundred um, grand off. That's com- properly competing with McLaren's in terms of like depth yeah. charge depreciation. Goodness now, me. That car's amazing too. I love it. Is it. I've not driven it, I, but yes, I've heard good things. I, I like the look of it. Um, I, love the, I love the look of it. I like the sound of it, I like the idea of it. The Maserati. But um, conversely, uh, in, since we're in depreciation corner, uh, did you seen that new Toyota Land Cruiser? Yes, which looks you like... I think I do like because I think the only thing that has has ever really put me off um, latter models of, of Land Cruiser is the fact that they just don't have any style to them. Mm. It's all about their usefulness, um, and the interiors have never they've never been able to compete with with Range Rover, have they? Really, you get into a Land Cruiser, it doesn't feel special; it just feels purposeful. You get into a Range yeah. Rover, it does feel pretty special up there. Yeah, so yeah, I'm it's really, true. That's the thing. I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm. I feel like Toyota have been funnel web spiders, and they've been waiting for Range Rover to just get so luxurious and so silly and so full of themselves. And they go, right, now's the time. We're going to come now out. We with emerge some, from someone's lawn and sting a child. We are. We're going to crawl out of our funnel web now, and we are going to show you what we're capable of. We've got mm. an interesting, slightly retroish. Um, handsome design and we're probably going to have a more interesting interior boom by the way we're still really reliable bang take that yeah well Australian that's it isn't it back. so i like i like oh, i God. like i like that mate i like it's, i like the look of it i do think in some photos it looks like the wheels are too thin and small and yet mm. i don't think they are so it you looks are, like a toy you're right i thought the same and then I looked at some. I looked at a little video, like a you know a three sixty video of it. 
Yeah. And then it looked normal. But it's funny how some yes. cars are like this, aren't they? I find yeah. there's a few cars well, I, which aren't photogenic. I suspect those early, very polished-looking images are actually just renders, aren't they? They usually are these days. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're just a, the renders a bit off. But yeah, I know. I, I do like it. I kind of. I, I don't want to like it because I kind of think that retro is often a bit lazy, and it's like, could you not think of something else that could be equally handsome, but just a bit less sort of looking over its shoulder? But the truth is, it looks great. I think in most respects. And also, I saw a walk-around video from an American uh, outlet on YouTube. And they were looking at the base model, and it's got sort of tweedy cloth seats. Oh. And it just, I don't know why, but for some reason, that kind of car, you go, I don't want leather, because the leather's probably very shiny, and it's just, I just, it just looked really cool. In fact, the tweedy cloth seats were not dissimilar to the ones in my Defender. And, um, yeah, I just liked it. And it's not base spec as well, because certainly in the US, according to this video, it's got, it's got everything you need. You know, it's got heated seats. I think it's got a heated steering wheel. And so, you know, it's plenty luxurious, but then it's um, it's also, it will probably just go on forever. And on that note, and talking about depreciation, after yes. I saw that new Land Cruiser a couple of weeks ago, out of idle curiosity, I was like, what do, what do old Land Cruisers go for? Because they're always Massive sought money. after. Yeah, people think they last forever, which they yeah, probably do with a bit of care. Um, on Auto Trader. There are Land Cruiser Amazons that are like 15, 18 years old, going for like near as damn it 30 grand. Yep. And they've all got like, you know, sort of 100,000 miles on the minimum. And you just go, that is insane. I know. I know it is. And they've all probably got rot around the back of the chassis where it goes over the axle. Uh, um, because that's always where the f- mud gets flailed up there and nobody ever jet washes it down. And nobody ever rust proofs their car when they first buy it because they're twats. And it only costs about 150 quid and it will save Well, also thousands. in this day and age, I think people reasonably assume that the car maker will have done that for them. I mean, I had my Land Rover rust proof when I bought it because obviously you can't expect Land Rover to do something as practical as that. They're busy. No. But most people, you think that... <laughs> You know, cars come rustproof these days. It's and one of the things that's been come on in leaps and bounds in the last yeah. thirty years. And they and they don't. Years. I was speaking to a mechanic no. yesterday, actually, like a, a, a regular small town mechanic who was really, really insightful. And I was mm. asking him all about the Achilles heels of certain new cars, and he went, "Oh my gosh!" He said, "You want to see the rot on cash cars?" He said, he said "Really?" He said, I, "I'm based in Nuneaton, and they all look like they've been under the sea." And I said, "Seriously." <laughs> Yeah, and it was like wow. I, I was really I was surprised. He went, "Yeah, that, he's like, there's no protection at all, and of course, people never crawl under their car anymore, yeah. and and nobody ever properly pressure washes un- underneath in winter, which is when you the only place you want to pressure wash, really." So yeah, he was great. He was great. And what, what that, does he what does he drive? Early cash cars. No, like early to mid, because I mean they've been in production a long, long time, haven't they? Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's what I was thinking. But. What did he drive though, Rich? I, I want to. I want you to know what he. <clears throat> Well, it sounds like he's he's a key, he's got a keen eye for rot, so he's gonna he's gonna dodge. So maybe something golf, but what would that be? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. If, oh, I don't know if it was golf, but of course, oh, being okay. being a mechanic doesn't want to pay a lot for a car, and mm. wants to know that the car can be used hard and not need a lot of TLC because that's a busman's holiday. He had this amazingly leggy Honda Jazz. Oh, was, damn it. it. I was about to say Accord for some reason. Oh, were you? Yeah, really? just because I thought <coughs> it doesn't need a lot of TLC. Yes. Oh, uh, he was. Under Jazz. Yeah, wow. he, turned up, he turned up in this Jazz and it was, I'm going to say red in inverted commas. 
It's so <laughs> faded, honestly. It looked like it had just been put in near the equator on one side for about three years and then brought back <laughs> over here. It's just uh, been left on a windowsill for about six years. Yeah, it, honestly, it's like a, a bad a South-facing windowsill. Yeah, it was so faded. And then uh, w- what I loved was he said, oh, yeah, because he had some tools in the back. He said, mm. do you know the other thing I love about these? The magic seats. And I went, oh, oh yeah, yes. it's got the magic seat system. And the back, he had the seats flipped up. I don't know if, if listeners know about the, the, the Jazz magic seats. And the new HRV has got the same system. It's really mm. handy where the bo- bottom squab can, f- can fold up on a spring. Um, and you've got, like, extra amazing storage. Um, he uses it for his tools and stuff without them clanging around on their way uh. to the unit. Yeah, and, and my, my favourite part of his Jazz... Apart from the fact that it was 200 quid. Ooh. It was 200 quid because a customer came in and they just had their entire exhaust system robbed because of the catalytic converter, yeah, yeah. unfortunately. And he priced it up, and including fitting, and they were like, oh, I'll just get a newer one. It's a bit old now. So he said, oh, okay, I'll give, you, I'll give you some money for it. And he went and found a second-hand system, actually. Not a stolen one. And mm. um, on the back panel next to where it says jazz where the badge is he's put a hologram sticker which says hardcore (laughs) i love that (laughs) i love the fact that in isolation obviously that's a type of dance music but when it's next to jazz some Mm. all of a sudden i thought maybe it's gonna be like a sticker that said acid oh well acid would be good wouldn't it Rather than or mag, mags. Either way, there's, there's lots of fun you could have with jazz. Yeah. But, so the uh, hardcore faded red jazz was amazing. Can't do they not go with... a bit rotty, though, early jazzes? No, he says they don't. He says huh. they're quite, quite resilient. He says they leak. Um, there's a certain place they leak on the roof rails because the sealant goes off and mm. wa- water drips down the A, B, C, D, probably the D pillar and then okay. into the boot floor. And he says, then your spare wheel well fills with water and just sit, just sloshes and people very uh, rarely notice. And then it starts rotting from the inside yeah. out. But he said, all you've got to do is take off the roof rails, um, clean off all the sealant, um, tiger seal, screw it all back down. He said, it's done for another 10 years. So he's got, there's four in his family now, four jazzes. <laughs> they convert. are a cockroach car, aren't they? they, they, they They're absolute. proves it. Well, and I said to him, I said, okay, so Jazz, brilliant car you'd recommend to anyone, especially on a budget. He went, yeah. I said, what about another car you'd recommend? Low budget, really, really difficult to kill. He went, well, of course, K11 Micro. And I went, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> did you did you high five him immediately? <laughs> I did. I, I wanted to bring him in for a hug. You know, but the, as Americans would say, bring, bring it in, buddy, bring it in. But bring what about in. the rot? I mean, they are famously a bit... They go a bit muddy after time, don't they? They, so- they do. Yeah, they do. Well, yeah. I, again, it depends on who's looked after it. If it's ecstasy spec, it will have been garaged. Oh, and it yes. will have probably been pressure washed. Hmm. And you know what? You know, they, they, they are the ultimate kind of just eat slash curry house delivery vehicle of choice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I actually got followed into town by the, the curry house delivery K11 last week. Mm. And uh, I couldn't help chuckling because I caught it in the rear view mirror as we were coming up to lights because I could hear a sort of squeaking belt. And like a did, did, yeah. did, 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 did. I was thinking, <laughs> okay. And then I, it was dark, you see, or nearly dark. And I caught in the street light what 
and the full horror of what I was seeing was the front end was completely caved in, but in like a chevron, like they'd hit a telegraph pole, I suppose, yeah. right right in the middle of the front of the car. And the, the, the headlights were pointing slightly inwards, a bit like the Morgan Aero 8. Was that the inspiration for the Morgan Aero 8? Was some old hatchback <laughs> that had hit a pole? <laughs> Just but about, what would that be? Not more than 10 miles an hour, surely. Probably less. Just enough to, to Just enough to it tweak. V. It just yeah. tweaks the cross the cross brace and it all went inward. Hmm. So it was the belt was chirping a little bit. The headlights were ever so slightly boss eyed, but it was still all there. I bet you the bonnet is now unable to be lifted. So it's just hmm. a matter of time yeah. before oil and water um, start to need topping up, and that's the point at which they'll just they'll well, run it until she's dry. You're sort of presupposing that the, they check the oil and water anyway, so it's probably not got any in it. She's been dry for weeks. But it's yeah. fine. Still but it goes. still keeps going <laughs> somehow. Still it's like those those North Star V8s that were supposed to be able to run. Um, oh, yeah, for 100,000 miles of that, you'd I mean, checking or changing the oil, as was. Well, yeah. yeah, I can't remember. What, there, I there's don't some believe lavish it. claims made for that engine, some of which I think may have been a bit exaggerated over time. But, um, yes, uh, well, now, um, on that note, I saw the... <laughs> I saw this week. <laughs> Don't tell me you've seen that Jag X type with the with the. Sticker, no, oh I've God, been, I wish I'd seen that. I've no, been but that, about do you know what? That X type from last week. Uh, uh, now, when I see an X type saloon, and in fact, I was following one across the countryside for quite a while yesterday, and obviously, it wasn't the, that one because it didn't have "fuck off" written in the back window. But every time I see an X type saloon now, I'm desperately thinking. Has it got that back window? Has it got the, the Pornhub third brake light? Because I desperately want to see that car. Um, no, I was. I, I saw the uh, or a local Domino's delivery car. Um, you know, and they they put the the sort of that thing that kind of I guess it's magnetic fin it's on like the roof, a, like a dome or something. Yeah. No, well, the ones I've seen around here, it's always a little sort of. It's like a. a a sign but it sort of looks like a fin from head on anyway there was one of those but it was a suzuki alto oh i wonder if they're an underrated cockroach now we're talking about sort of what mid 2000s early 2000s alto so the one now was that a true suzuki or was it a rebadge something else i think it was i think it was a real suzuki but i think it then also has another life like in india doesn't it get sold under a local it's a maruti um, maruti maruti suzuki yeah yeah um actually you've just reminded me talking of maruti when i was hmm. off of holiday and i told you about the golf cart collision incident uh, which still makes me chuckle i forgot to say that something else i observed was um over in countries like india uh, indonesia um hondas are known as heroes there's like the, the lower ranking honda bikes are badged as heroes oh. and i saw this honda hero wave i think it was called 125 mm. And I, I, at first I thought it was an electric motorbike. It was a proper kind of like um, the bike you'd see in a street market or a souk. And it had a, a, a hilariously embroidered seat with something like a seahorse on it. Um, but I, the, the rear brake drum 
the casting, I mean, only a complete sad bastard like me would notice this, especially on a holiday, and take a photo of it. <laughs> uh, so everyone else is taking pictures of, like, amazing tropical plants and stuff, and I'm bending down taking a picture of a rear drum break on a Honda 125. <laughs> like a total flute. Um, it, it had V8 cast into the aluminium drum. And I was like, what? V8? Why? That's just a lie. I mean, clearly it's not a V8. It was a 125 Hero Wave 125. You've just reminded me of something. Sorry, this is a total diversion. Well, sort of. But speaking of Indian cars, Mm. I swear years ago somebody had a Tata Nano in the UK. Oh, gosh. Did you ever see this? That was the world's cheapest car, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With very, and very narrow Easter Island head-looking thing. Incredibly narrow. Yes. And I think, like, some really clever engineering in it to make it as cheap as possible. Like, I don't think it had a bootlid. I think it was a sealed unit, like like an old car from the 50s. Oh. Had to get into the boot through the back seat. And there was all sorts of, of, like, minimalist stuff in it. And then they were going to do a Euro version, which was a bit poshed up and sort of had ABS and things. And then, and then the whole project, I think, just went to shit because they didn't sell as many as they thought but i just i'd love to have a go in one i mean i bet it's pretty shit but i'd love to drive one and when i sort of got this whiff that there was one in the uk but then i've it would have cost more than the car to buy to get it here wouldn't it well yes on that note and talking of hondas the other day i noticed there's a new honda n wagon out in japan you know k car i know this I went on Honda's Japanese website and, and was looking at the whole N family. Do you know the N1, the little hatchback with the round headlights? I love it. And I was looking at that and going, I wonder how much it would cost to get one to the UK. But then, you know, so it's when you've SVA'd it and everything, you, it's getting pretty costly, isn't it? It or will it? be, but I do know of somebody bringing the vans in. Oh, and really? It's, yeah, I do, yeah. More on that on the late break show. Oh. At some point. Mm. Off of soon. Interesting. Yeah, but they are. I love those. We all love a bit of a K thing. I do think we have to to divert our attention more to the K K class in Japan because it really is the the master class in maximum interior space, minimum outer dimensions. And I do think that is actually the future for for some of the countries like ours where unless you're on the motorway there are loads of parts Mm. of the uk where you know historic towns with parking issues and old houses with small drives or Mm. small spaces outside yeah exactly exactly i can see people carry a rich i was just thinking about yeah the k's and and i I don't know i just suddenly got a bit of a want on for a k car and i don't know they're funny aren't they because they're almost like ring-tailed lemurs k cars because they only exist. You know, like ringtail lemurs only live in Madagascar, and yes. have sort of evolved perfectly for the local conditions because they don't need to go anywhere else. And K cars like that only for Japan, <laughs> and so they're sort of perfectly evolved species for a very specific set of conditions, which is living in Japan. But I don't think that actually <laughs> living in Japan. If you try to put a, a ring-tailed lemur into the new forest, it might struggle a bit. Whereas I think a K car could adapt quite nicely to life in the UK. Oh, a K car could adapt. I mean, I've never owned a K, but I've got quite close. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, have, have I owned a K? Which you cl- mm. I mean, you might class my old S- S600 Coupe as a K car. It sort of predates oh, yeah, K. yeah, you would, surely. It's the yeah. godfather of K, isn't it? King K, yeah. It is King K. Okay. And by it's, Jove, well, that was on. small. No, wait, the, yeah, yeah, hang on a second. Because uh, the, I'm going to look this up. The K car regulations came in after the Second World War, so surely... Oh, OK, the, so maybe that Honda is... was a K. And it's also 600cc, so well, the, re- the regs are a maximum of 660, aren't they? Hence why they're all well, 660. According to Wikipedia, so this might be wrong, um, the first set of K-car regulations were laid down in 1949. Oh. And, um, and then they've been updated. They've only been updated a few times. The last regulation change was in 1998 when they slightly increased the maximum length and width. Well, we, we all like... still 660. We all like a Suzuki Hustler, don't we? Which still looks yes. amazing. And I think it's fair to say that my favourite is... It's like a scaled-down Nissan L Grand, but for a very small family or for maybe two people that want to go camping in extremely cramped circumstances. (laughs) Two very thin people who know each other very well and Uh, want to go camping. Yeah, what's it called? I'm just looking it up. It's a Daihatsu van, and I know it's got the narrowest face. It's a hilariously narrow face. I'm just on the Daihatsu Japan website because I was wondering who makes the best Ks, and I think Daihatsu are in with a shout because they're pretty much, that's what they do. That is what they do. They know what they do. The Tanto. Now, they've really lent into the thinness of this car because the (laughs) Tanto appears, the Tanto Custom and the Tanto appear on the homepage of the Daihatsu website. Do they? Product section. And it's two head-on shocks. (laughs) So it's a car that is so narrow. It's fantastic. Has it got Um, a face that's as thin as, say, um, Rodney from Only Fools and Horses? It's they are Lindhurst faced cars. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love a K. I Oh K- man, look at these and then oh what is this? If the I Taft. Had, if I had if I had a lot of disposable income for automotive things and storage, mm. instead of ordering new supercars that with I don't know, really dull extra stitching options and stuff. I would yeah. just buy. I just have like a zoo of K cars. 
Yeah. K-Car Zoo. It'd be so cool. Well, Every, kids would love like it. You'd be like the Shmi of, of K-Cars. <laughs> you'd have the, the Smithsium where you'd Shme- just keep Shme- on. K- it wouldn't even need to be a big barn, would it? Because they're all very small. It'd be a you small could barn. just have a tiny, like a sort of big shed from B&Q to keep your K-Cars in. K-Bar. Look at these. Oh, know, this is terrible audio because I'm saying look at something that the listener can't see. But yeah, Daihatsu have got some stuff going on here. The Move What's, canvas. That's it. It's the Move. You've got it. Which I, is, I, yeah, but they've gone for a little bit of a, a VW bus vibe here because they're doing sort of contrast painted nose panels and things. That's it. It is the Daihatsu Move. I was at the... I was at the Tokyo Auto Salon on the Daihatsu stand when they did the grand unveiling of the new move. And (laughs) you've got some new moves. And it was amazing because they did a very truncated um, music, I'm going to say musical theatrical performance. Yes, I think you've told us about this. Yeah, it was brilliant. Get this down your head holes. The entry price in Japan at current exchange rates for a move is £8,000. Oh, wow. There is not a car on sale in Britain that you can get for that. No, there isn't, is there? So, do you know what? I mean, this would be a good story if you had money to piss away, because, in fact, I am absolutely certain, I'm not fully abreast of shipping rates, but they can't be that much, that you could get a move into Britain road-ready for less than the price of Britain's cheapest car, which is the Sandero, and is about thirteen grand now, I think. Don't you reckon? Uh, yeah, I do, shite. and I, I'm, t- I'm tempted just because to just do that right now. <laughs> Stop do recording it right now. I've got to get on the phone to Japan. I tell you what, I, I mean, have done though. Is I know you forwarded me that silly Daihatsu Midget Two DX Deluxe K van. Yeah, I, I, I did. Which is the narrowest because... van in the world. Yes, um, it really is. It's one seat. You can drive it's it. It's a one seat commercial vehicle. It's so, a one. Yeah, I've never driven one, but I feel like you could drive it flat out between the gaps in some railings outside a bank. I reckon yes. you could just go straight through, no problem. But you've made um, me go online, and I quickly searched up Daihatsu's in Britain, and I've immediately come across. I've immediately come across, and we've talked about them before, a Terios hmm. um, little 4x4 thing, and with a spare wheel cover on the back, with a huge hmm. picture of a sun and a starfish, and it says, life is better at the beach, all in italics. Oh. All in italics. <laughs> so it's a courtesy car for an Airbnb on the coast. It is, it is, isn't it? But I guarantee... They've done no chassis protection at all, and I guarantee mm. every MOT, it's an absolute clusterfuck to, to get the thing patched up. <laughs> There's nothing left to weld to, sir. Yeah, just do it. We've got people coming next Wednesday. We've yeah, got a booking. We're solid all summer. Just glass fibre the hell out of it. Do something, Mutley. Do something. Hey, I didn't tell you about the house we stayed in in Mallorca, which was not far from the beach. And But uh, I guess because it's owned by British people, they had gone in a little bit on the coastal house decoration theme. And it included a sign that said, life is better in flip-flops. Oh, gosh. That's what? And I thought, that's not true. Yeah, that's <laughs> Sometimes true. it might be, but what if, what if you're Usain Bolt? Life's not better in flip-flops. You're no. going to lose. Well, no, your career's over in flip-flops, basically. If you're a lorry driver. 
very hard to go about your business. What if you work yeah. in an environment where you're supposed to wear steel toe caps? Then your life's not better in flip-flops. You're going to get fined. What about a paratrooper? Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. What, a, what, what about all of the current Formula One drivers? I mean, there, there you go. There's an instant Oh, chunk. their life's not better in flip-flops again. Not safe. What about if you're one of those people who does that really tricky underwater welding on oil rig legs? <laughs> I mean, they're going to come off and float to the surface, and that's just a nuisance. You're never going to find them again. Well, you, a, a boat, I get the people who are chaperoning you will presume that you're dead because they just don't see <laughs> Ominous flip flop floats to the surface. Exactly. <laughs> I thought he said life was better in flip flops, and well, it's wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe you have little tethers. You have flip-flop tethers if you're a deep-sea welder. Um, I'd hate to be a deep-sea welder, can I just oh, say that? Oh, man. Just I, like I, a police just, diver in Britain. I barely think of a job I'd less like to do. Well, abattoir for me. But uh, yes. both of those are quite nasty jobs, and I'm afraid I, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, that's jolly, well, isn't it? Now, I'm looking at the, um, the Daihatsu Move range here, and oh, um, oh, there's no. a couple of models have caught my eye just for the names. There's the, <laughs> there's the, there's the Move Canvas Stripes G-Turbo. What? And, and the, the Move Canvas Theory G-Turbo. Uh, and they're both quite jolly looking, but they are also a little bit more expensive. They come in at about nine and a half grand in pounds. So, but the Dacia Sandero I've just looked is closing in on fourteen grand. Right, is it really? And that's the cheapest, definitely the cheapest car in Britain right now. I'm almost so certain that that is a reflection on how Britain, yeah. <clears throat> how pricey things have got. Yeah, fourteen k for the basest of base models, and they do sell a lot of them because I see them about in that UN yeah. white with the black pumpers black mirrors um yeah i think they've stopped doing that's part of the reason the price has gone up is because they've deleted that absolute base model Um, that's a a prunty move they can't do that well i think there's probably i mean it's all about you know the economies of scale and shizzle isn't it so they've probably just gone like relatively few people bought the base model there's a listener smith and sniffler who lives near me who's got one. And I know this because I bumped into him outside our local Tesco Express a few weeks ago. I'm, so, I'm really sorry, I can't remember your name, but I, <laughs> I was, he, he caught me when I was buying some spaghetti hoops for my... Were you really? <laughs> well, because what happened was we needed one other thing, which I can't remember what it was. And then I said to my boy, what do you want for dinner? I'll do some spaghetti hoops. And he went, oh, yeah. And it's like just getting him to be enthusiastic about any food is a bit of a challenge. So I went, right, spaghetti hoops, it is coming up. And then we'll open the cupboard and no hoops oh that's and so i was like screw it I'll, I'll we need something else as well i'll pop down to the tesco express and then as i was going back to the car uh, this chap came over and say hi and and i'd seen his black bumper bog basic sandero parked around there quite a few times and always thought admire someone who's gone all in on the basicness Completely. and it turns out he's a he's a listener to this podcast so hello um to the listener who has a more basic sentence, I, that, I think um, that's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking is is what really divides Range Rover people from Land Cruiser people. As I feel like mm. Land Cruiser people will intentionally buy the base spec because they know the longevity is yes. probably higher, yeah. and they'll celebrate the the basic fabrics and the the analog ness. 
And mm. uh, whereas Range Rover people go the other way and go, no, I've put all the options on this, everything, and then a few more. Yeah, and I think that's that that defines those two people. But I'd written down I'd written down something completely different that I was meant to talk to you about weeks ago. I saw a, a man mm. of a certain look driving around in a Jaguar XK convertible mm. XK8, and I put in brackets Timothy Dalton spec. Um, even though I mean, like him as a sort of man rather than a Bond actor. Okay, and then. I actually thought that he looked a little bit like Nigel Havers. So oh. foreign listeners will not have no idea, I don't think, who Nigel Havers is. But look him up. He's a sort of... Yes. He's it an, behooves you to look up Havers. He's, he's, a, a, he's a, 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 an actor, a British actor, very British. Uh, did lot, a bit of a housewife favourite from the 80s, probably. Um, yes, but to, to this day, I'd like to argue. Yes. So I thought... I like his name, Nigel Havers, because I think if you switched the words around, he would sound like a disarming private investigator. It could be a kind of soft, a soft TV show, a BBC early evening. He's Havers Nigel. I don't understand. But <laughs> Havers Nigel sounds like someone you'd meet in the US. <laughs> well, those, I was thinking... Those if, funny American names. What's your disarming private investigator name if you had a BBC Two show at 6pm? What would it be? Oh, I would behave as Nigel. Oh, I see. Well, and I'd be a home counties, smiling, quite jolly, but very intelligent and sharp private investigator. Oh, I see. See, I might just go for fish out of water. If it's home counties, 6, 6 p.m., gentle, fluffy drama on a Sunday evening, I might just go with John Shaft. Oh, oh, okay. And you're going <laughs> to go diarial jacket on that one as well? But, but it's Shaft with an E. Shaved. <laughs> Jonathan Shaved. Jonathan. <laughs> and he's played by Peter Bowles, I think, another very suave British actor. John Shaved. John Shaved. Um, I'm sorry, I'm slightly distracted by the fact that I've now moved on to the Suzuki website in oh, Japan. Oh, gosh. You're and, on the hustle. Oh, my God. The there's a There's a page that just has all of their K cars arranged, including the Jimny, of course. The yeah, the K the K Jimny is is wonderful. I, I wish that they no wheel arch extensions. No, and the six sixty turbo get, get it get it narrow enough. But yeah, um, but uh, the what what a, a roster of magnificence this is. I yeah. mean, I don't know where to start. The Lapin, oh, the, the little five door hatchback with big round headlights, and there's now the Lapin LC, which they seem to have sort of doubled down on the front of it. The Lapin, I know, is I know extraordinary. The Lapin. It's brilliant. It's got. It's almost got sort of. It looks like a modern recreation of an old Fiat six hundred, perhaps that's been debumpered. Yeah, and the bonnet. There's some interesting pressing work gone on here because the bonnet sits very inset, so the front wings sort of. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's. I don't know how they're even building this. It looks really complicated in a sort of nerdy kind of way. But yeah, it's an amazing thing. Can I? Can I please? I mean, we I will- actually want one of these. I hope it's three cylinder. Of course, it's going to be three cylinder. I mean, seriously. But what? What about the? What about see that? If you want narrowness and top mm. hat esque roof line, you've got mm. to go for the spacier gear. My style. <laughs> <laughs> Please, and we will put these links up for anyone that's kind enough to patronise us. Um, yeah. Now, uh, do you know the only thing that lets me down about these K cars is, of course, they're all automatic. 
Yeah, they've all got cobra heads, haven't they? They certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> hell, and how. But, the, which is, you know, I can imagine if you live in downtown Tokyo, that is what you want. But I feel like I would quite enjoy a manual one of these three cylinders oh, zooming gosh. around. Yeah, this has got. It's like the smaller the car, the larger the head of the shifter. What's that yeah. about? It's a small Almost car. It overwhelms the interior somehow. It they're, does. They're very big. Um, we will put we'll it down. this stuff because otherwise you're just listening to two men looking at stuff that you can't see. But um, uh, anyway, yes, yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, I, I was, I was going <laughs> to say something else just to stitch back to something you mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Um, and talking about your mechanic friend using a Honda Jazz to, to haul his tools around in. Yeah. Last week, I saw a wheelchair access fiat scudo being used as a gardener's van (laughs) well thought (laughs) actually quite ingenious because the extendable ramp he was using to get his mower out oh yeah that's a thought well that's that's quite sensible that is a really good idea you know because you think a wheelchair access fiat scudo there's going to come a point where it's probably getting a bit dicky yeah. Maybe a bit of rot, mechanical <clears throat> problems. Now, if you're a wheelchair user and you're doing a lot of mileage, you're going to think, I do not want to be stranded at the side of the M5 at 10 o'clock at night in the pissing rain because no. that's going to be a nuisance. Need to get a new car. Yeah. But the Scudo's not totally dead. It's got a bit of life left in it. And it would be churlish to scrap it. So it's quite good that it's got this second life and, and a practical application for the extra facilities that it has on board. I was I was quite taken with this. I thought this is second life. Specialised vehicles having second lives is, is a whole thing that I feel needs more attention. That's got um, That's got weekend auto jumble written all over it. That's got a real Ooh. strong whiff of auto jumble machine because... Because that lovely ramp at the back allows you to just drag old toss up and down it that you're not going to sell. <laughs> Since I got the wheelchair accessible Scudo, my world of toss horizons have expanded massively. Honestly, I could drag another useless engine block from one showground yeah. to another. I've reduced it to five quid. I still don't have anyone yeah. interested. I've not. bought six broken rotovators since I got this car. It's brilliant. It's changed my life. Yes. I mean, obviously, my wife's left me because of all the shit I keep bringing home from auto jumbles. But yes. I don't need a wife now. I've got a, a wheelchair access scooter <laughs> for hauling cack from auto jumbles. In. <laughs> I do. I have seen because it's the summer holidays. I have seen a couple of amb- ex ambulance camper vans about. Ah, and on yes, the one hand, there's I, a, mm. on the one hand, I know that they're really expensively appointed when when they were new. Mm. Um, but on the other, I do frown and think, would I like to go on holiday in an ambulance? There's always a bit of a shall I, shan't uh, I? What do we think? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> it depends how it's been done. See, I always associate ambulances with the or ex-ambulances with the ones I used to see as a kid. Inevitably, been done matte black, probably by some goths. Yes. And they were those old sort of Bedford ambulances with the bespoke body where the sliding front doors. That's and right. slightly sort of slanted sides, like the yeah. sides weren't They're weren't tapered, vertical. aren't they? No, they were tapered. Tapered, for reasons I don't know why, but... And there was um, a wood-burning chimney um, maybe at the back? Quite possibly, yes, which was inevitably going to lead to a catastrophic fire. <laughs> 
just... It would be my take on it. Um, we should start bringing this into land, but before we do, I, I also wanted to read out a message from a listener because you mentioned uh, another element of your um, recent holiday and your, your golf club, your golf buggy crash that you were unwittingly involved in. Um, a listener called Neil Holden wrote in and said, a, a long time ago, my wife and I went on a package holiday to Egypt where we had to get a coach from Luxor to Hergharda. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> the police escort out of town didn't bother us, but as it got dark, we realised they were only driving on sidelights, if at all. And as we got out into the desert, they would drive faster and then flash and hold main beam if something was coming in the other direction. Oh, gosh, I know where this as is As it was going. over a five-hour journey, it was truly terrifying. And we would drift off the tarmac as the driver was blinded. I was in the Merchant Navy as an engineer and have seen a few things, and this was one of the few times I was not a happy bunny, Neil says. <laughs> that's, that's like, there's no, he doesn't record any actual accident, but this is like your golf cart game it, it, taken to the max. It is. And Neil says, I could only assume, like you, that, that I thought they were trying to save electricity. <laughs> well, I just, because there's no, there's no other, there isn't any other rationale, is there? No, not that I can think of. D- just but like they, if it's dark, simply leave the headlights on. You don't need to turn them off yes, and then that's flash what them. There I just don't. I don't get it. Sake. Gosh, I, if anyone right, can well, explain look, this, I really, I would love to know. We we welcome your theories on this or indeed anything else. Uh, hello at smithandsniff.com is our email address. We do read all your emails. We just don't necessarily reply to them because we are. Idiots. and we get a lot of message and we are idiots somewhere i will just f- quickly finish by saying there's a chap called david hemming who is a listener and also a patron he said hi guys mm. i work in the same building as a large manufacturer of cosmetics and consumer goods there is a staff shop containing many different varieties of their products you can get every type of hellman's mayonnaise for example <laughs> i don't even know what types they do how many types <laughs> are i there? don't know it does there's two it's there's a, one, and then there's the lighter one, surely. I, well, that, and it says it, you can get industrial portions of Col- Coleman's mustard. And <laughs> arrange, who needs that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and a range of flavours of pot noodles, including the really rare varieties in brackets. These are all, these are all available to building pass holders really at trade prices. Ones. Yeah, it says this. These are all mm. these are all available to building pass holders at trade prices. I was in there today um, buying some heavily discounted toiletries, and I couldn't help but notice the extensive range of brute. I assume that what I'm showing you in this photo is the entire range. Let me know if you fancy anything, and I'll post it to you. So I'm scrolling down, and I've got this picture. We'll put it on the pa- patrons. There is one, two, three, four. Oh wow, five, six. Six, yeah, six different types of product. Well, David, your staff shop sounds amazingly strange. Um, it does. But th- and thank you for <laughs> being a patron and thank you for the offer. I might, just for sort of a, a weird Christmas present this year, I might see if I can get an industrial portion of Coleman's mustard. Yeah. Just- <laughs> as many different variants of Helm's mayonnaise as you possibly can. I'm just looking this up. How many... Because... How many different... I mean, this is not. This is oh, not. God, I, I still maintain that if I was the private detective, disarming private investigator guy called Haver, yeah. Havers Nigel, with my XK8 mm-hmm. convertible and flowing hairline, mm. I would. Def- oh, yeah. I would definitely have some 
some brute deodorant stick on the go under my linen shirt. Stick? Yeah, I love a stick. Do you? Yeah, I'm a stick deodorant guy. Yeah, I've had oh. I've had roll on for many years, but I think when the going yeah. when the going gets tough, it just doesn't quite do it. Whereas stick oh. is great. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but then I always find the stick off putting because in the morning you take the cap off and there's always a single hair stuck to it. I think as long as it's my hair, I'm all right with that. Oh right, okay. <laughs> I think when it's other yeah, hairs, of course the stick the stick and the ball both do rather <laughs> erode. The, the, I suppose as you get older, this is less of a situation where you're sort of in a room with a mate, we've stayed over somewhere, and someone goes, "Oh, give us a squizzy of deodorant," and you have to go, "No, it's stick." Well, do you know what I? Maybe I'm just as I'm getting older, I'm just getting a bit more cool about this sort of thing. But <laughs> I would lend my stick out. Would you? I'd, I'd, if you if you and I were staying in another like really slightly creepy sort of hostel room like we have done, and you said, "Oh yeah. shit, I've got no deodorant," I would say, "Yeah, you can have a go on that if you want." I'll even wipe the stick with my elbow first. If you oh, want okay. To. I mean, that's or, very common. I'll just wipe it up. Want to borrow your stick? I'll wipe that's it up thing. and down a wall first. <laughs> <laughs> just rub it on the carpet. It'll be fine. Oh shit! No. Now those bits stuck to it—they're not pubes. That's, that's actually just carpet stuff. It's just a perfumed slug trail that you've left in your Airbnb. Uh, this seems like a great way to end the podcast. So let's do that. But yeah. um, before we go, uh, three things to tell you. They are one: Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called the Urinating Mace Show. Uh, in which he tours Ooh. the country looking for branches of an obscure convenience store chain that have lavatories for public use. Oh, gosh. Uh, this week, he's in Wolverhampton, where he's down to two litres of bottle of orange juice and then discovered the bogs are for staff only. Uh, if that's not to your taste, then there is always the late break show. Lots of excellent videos about cars, people who love them on there. What have we got this Oh, week? we've got, in the next seven days, we've got two lovely things. We've got a delivery mileage, um, Escort Cosworth, group n rally car that was ordered and never used and i have pretty much do an unboxing video yeah it was found sort of squirreled away in jakarta right hand drive car Re- really cool thing um and the other is um oh an rwb 964 911 um porsche turbo which uh, is probably one of the most turbo cars i've ever driven it pretty much tears me a new one so uh, have a look <laughs> <Okay>. at that. <laughs> Overwhelm the power of your stick deodorant. It was, and I had to ensure that correctly because it's actually a really rare, valuable car now. So um, yeah. So Good. have a look at those two and all that, and uh, see what tickles you fancy. You there. Couple more bar finds um, if you like all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it when <laughs> people say pitch. when people say um, it, does that make sense after yeah. after something that just most definitely does. Yeah. Like, I'll yeah, see you yeah. at five, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's in the cupboard just there on the left. Does that make sense? Yeah, because absolutely you- makes sense. There's, there's, uh, there's no ambiguity in that sentence. <laughs> um, the second thing uh, I've got to tell you is I've got various books out. Um, one of them is called Steel Flies. It's a spoof Cold War thriller, uh, supposedly written by the stupid car journalist Roy Lanchester. And um, if you're going on holiday, I know, Probably it's a bit late to say this, but if you go on holiday, want something to read by the pool, recommend this. It has got a proper plot and everything. It's just sort of stupid. But uh, anyway, that's that. You can buy it on Amazon as an ebook or an paperback. Uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, in 1976, Chairman Mao died 
And China spent so long commemorating his death that in Shanghai, many elementary students had to repeat a year because they'd got so behind from all the death celebrations or commemorations, whatever they are. Oh, death celebrations. Oh, my you know, gosh. It's the opposite. Wow. Yeah, they got so distracted. Everyone was required to spend so long being somber that uh, school kids got behind and had to do it all again. <laughs> well, uh, wow. I... I vowed to the next cat that I own, I'm going to call it Chairman Mao. I've decided. Uh, yeah, that is the truth. I'm not just saying that. Uh, that is the decided name, Chairman Chairman Meow. For reals. I was hoping you might call it John Shaft, but... Um... Uh, Jonathan Wick. Yes, I'm going to call it Wick and Shaft, my pair of cats. <laughs> it's better than the, the crime-fighting deodorant enthusiast stick and ball. <laughs> no, they're, they're sweaty helmsmen. Yeah, they live their life. Their very old-school boss is called Spray. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, anyway. Right, we are um, talking... Ut- oh, and we've got merchandise... We always, yes. we always keep thinking we'll We have it. merchandise, uh, and we'd like you to like and subscribe. The following song will remind you to do that. But for now, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, we'll do this all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Thanks, bye, love you, bye. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe. Rich, I think we've reached peak twat. um, Peak twattery. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.